Welcome to the Becoming Era podcast, a podcast for the young woman who desires change, growth, and most importantly, has the urge to become who she is purposed to be. This is your host, Nia Robinson. Welcome to the Becoming Era podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Becoming Era podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. We all know that Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day is actually tomorrow, so I really want to have a conversation that is relatable to young men, to young women navigating relationships. So today we're going to talk about knowing your worth and then adding t- tax. I have an amazing special guest today. She is an amazing woman. I'll let her introduce herself in a moment, but I thought that she would be a great person to have for this episode because she carries herself so well. Um, When you meet her, you just know that she lights up a room and that she really has a lot of self-worth. So I will let her introduce herself. Thank you, Nia. I'm honored to be here. Um, I am Tiara London. I'm a podcast host myself. Um, uh, I have a nonprofit organization, also a ministry, um, and they, they, ta- they are tied together, um, which is Silence No More and Sierra London Ministries. And um, I'm just glad to be here. I'm honored. So I really appreciate the opportunity and for you allowing me to grace your platform. So thank you. Yes, I'm so excited. So as far as knowing your worth and then adding tax, to begin, how did you begin to know your worth? Yeah, I met a couple of frogs. So (laughs) Um, I think it took for me to see myself the way God saw me. And it took years of understanding who I was to the father. And I think especially for God's daughters, when we understand how he sees us and when we see when we understand that he sees a reflection of him, and we carry his heart, um, that changed my perspective of myself, but because I didn't know that in the beginning and um, I just felt like I had to accept certain things. And when I became, when I started to become who I was in God, it shifted really quick. Mm-hmm. And I realized I didn't have to deal with certain things. I didn't have to put up with certain things. I didn't have to accept the bare minimum, um, but that took me learning who the father was learning who I was to him and embracing that. Um, So, yeah. Yes, that is so good. I love that. So now that you know your worth, how does that cause you to show up in relationships, whether that be in friendships, but also in romantic relationships as well? So for me, I try my best to give what I want to receive. And try my best to be who I who I, I always said that I want to be to people what I needed. And so when it comes to relationships, just as well as friendships, I'm not going to expect anything from you that I wouldn't expect from myself. Right. And so for me, um, when it comes to friendships, they are equally as much work as a relationship. And so um, understanding um, that we're human, understanding that relationships and friendships do need grace, but also understanding that you don't have to accept the bare minimum from a friendship. You don't have to accept the bare minimum from a relationship. God sees us as his best. So why not accept, receive the best in a friendship or a relationship? And um, 
for me, um, my friendships have changed, obviously, because as you evolve, um, relationships and the dynamics of those things will change. Um, and especially when I came to know myself, yeah, and that took years of work. God literally had to pull back layers of rejection, layers of um, hurt from people, um, layers of high expectations and constantly being let down. And when God began to work on my heart and he had to do full surgery on that. And it's like once I became who he wanted me to be and it's still a process, um, God began to put the right people in my circle. Um, And I, I think even when it came to dating, um, God gave me a glimpse of what I was supposed to um, have, even though that didn't work out in the end. But in the beginning, I do feel like God wanted me to see a glimpse of what it was like to date a true man of God and how um, we're worth the work. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we understand that we're not just worth the weight, but we're worth a man putting in the work to wow. pursue it the right way um and god gave me a glimpse of that and and for that um it shifted my perspective on oh i can a man will really put in the work to pursue you he will honor you he will respect your wishes he will treat you like a queen he will literally do anything to put a smile on you on your face and like you don't have to settle Mm-hmm. And God showed me that. And so for that, um, Nia, I'm grateful. Um, but that also came with learning who I was. And I don't think a lot of young women know who they are yet. Mm-hmm. And so they have to settle. Yes, that is so good. So going off what you just said about some young women, they don't know who they are, so they do settle. So can you talk about how that is shown in relationships when a woman does not know herself and therefore she is engaging in relationships that are really just not for her? Yeah, because that was me um, in high school. I didn't actually start dating until um, I was a senior. And I accepted the bare minimum, Nia. I mean, he was, uh, oh my God. (laughs) It was awful. Um, And that's because I didn't know that that was the wrong way and a lot of us are we we see dysfunction in our home with our parents or relatives that 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 groom us and shape us and even our guardians or whomever raised you if you see dysfunction you're going to automatically think that that is normal Mm -hmm. so even in my bloodline people have been married for the years Nia but they've had infidelity And even in relationships, women have, um, and I'm thankful that this is not my story, have experienced domestic violence and things of that nature. But for me, it was more so um, the manipulation in a relationship and thinking I had to deal with that and the lying and things of that nature. And so for so many young women, they settle for men manipulating them. They settle for men, you know, making them feel like they are not worth the weight so they go ahead and go against their better judgment and sleep with them and do things of that nature when they know they don't really want to do it because men will manipulate. Yeah. And tell you, if you love me, you'll do this. And unfortunately it happens a lot because a lot of young women are not taught. This is the way, this is not the way you don't have to receive this. You don't have to accept this, but when you don't know when you're not taught and you don't have that example, you're subject to fall for anything. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so, so good. So now that you know your worth, now that you know who you are as a woman, what are some things that you will not tolerate? Because again, we see so many people 
just tolerating any type of thing. And so what are some things that you're just like, uh, no, that is not for me. I'm not doing it. Manipulation, mm-hmm. <laughs> fighting, lying. I, and I don't think it's nothing wrong with women having deal breakers. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not into men who have addictions like drugs and alcohol. That's, that's a deal breaker for me. Okay. Um, if you're not willing to wait, that's a deal breaker for me. If you don't respect that, I want to I want to honor God, even though I'm celibate now, looking back on that, Nia, I would have waited. Mm-hmm. But those are deal breakers for me. That Those are things that I'm not willing to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, not being treated as a woman, yeah. you should me and honor me and respect me and cherish me. And I think that from now that I have the idea of what I want, I'm willing to wait on that. And I think sometimes we just settle because we're not willing to wait on God's best. And my um, first lady actually told me, she said, Tierra, let God write your love story. Mm-hmm. And I tell myself that every single day, that's a declaration. God, you are writing my love story. So I don't mind waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so good. I was actually having a conversation with someone yesterday. And honestly, they planted a bad seed on the inside of me because they were saying that, my standards were just a bit much and my standards, um, it would take a long time for a man to come into my life because my standards are so high at a young age. And so, you know, I'm an active listener. So I just listened. I didn't get defensive. I didn't like try to even really like hold my stance in the conversation. I just listened because I know that person was projecting on me their own insecurities. And so I think one thing to really be confident in is that you can wait and you can wait on the right person. When you are offered, this is for all the young ladies, when you are offered something, you don't have to go with what you're first offered. If what you're being offered is not for you, you do not have to take it just because a guy is coming up to you, telling you you're pretty, telling you you're beautiful, but you know he is not the one for you. You do not have to entertain him. And so for me, I've had to stand firm in my standards, stand firm in who I am so that I don't have to entertain people that I know are not for me. And it is okay to say, I am waiting for God's best. So we know that you're not going to tolerate anything bad, anything against what you believe is for you. But what are some standards that you have? What are some qualities that you really do want in the man that God has for you? He first and foremost has to be a man of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm evangelizing a man to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, that's that's a deal breaker for me. And that's something that I, I've literally wrote down in my prayers for my desire in a spouse. Mm-hmm. Man of God. Um, and not just a man of God, a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Because I know if you love him and you truly walk with him, you're going to love me. Yeah. And um someone that can cover me, someone that can for me, somebody that's willing to put in the work. Um, and that's something that I'm learning, Neil. We are worth the work. We are worth being pursued. We are worth being adored. We are worth being cherished. We are worth being romanticized and not in a, a physical sense, but in an intimate sense, like date nights and doing things, spontaneous things and sending me flowers just because it's Wednesday. Um, Someone that's honest. I think that is one of the most, un- that's one of the most major, amazing attributes that I look for in a man. I'm a great communicator. Mm. A man that's not afraid to love me out loud. Yeah. Um, 
that's what I'm looking for and somebody that um, I can be my best self with and worst quote unquote self, but I can be naked within you not judge me. If I'm having a not so good day, you can cover me and encourage me and bring, build me back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I desire. Um, somebody that is willing to spend quality time and don't make excuses and drop the ball. Um, because there are men that literally will. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, I'm looking for. And those are my standards. Um, mm-hmm. I just honestly believe, Nia, we are absolutely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and every day, every single day, there are men that want to literally pursue you and treat you like gold. Mm-hmm. And I live in a society that says there are no good men in the world. That is a lie. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. There are amazing men in the world and God has strategically designed somebody, especially for you. And what the enemy does is he will try to discourage you through people. I've had people tell me, Tierra, your standards are too high. You need to come down. And I'm like, absolutely not. Right. God knows. And this is the thing. God already has somebody assigned to your life for you to do life with. God knows what person can handle the weight of your assignment. God knows who will speak your love languages. All of those things. So why settle? God never settles. We're his daughter. So why should we? Right. Yeah, that is so good. I love that you have standards. And like you were saying, like we live in a generation that in a world that is saying, oh, you know, there are no good men left, things like that. And so how do you remain confident in your standards? And do having standards sometimes make you feel unnormal or make you feel like out, out of the box? Because we live in a world where everyone really is settling. Yeah, I feel out of the box. I feel abnormal all the time because I see so many women, unfortunately, settle and they complain about it and they're sad and they don't really want to be with this person, but they'll rather deal with somebody than be alone. And yeah, I honestly made myself a promise. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to accept any invitation. Um, I'm not going to say yes to someone asking to take me to dinner. Um, And and especially when you're a woman of God, and I know you can understand this, when you have a level to discern spirits, you automatically know like, yeah, "Yeah, this is it. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely feel different. I feel like, you know, a lot of women don't get it. And I feel like, you know, we're looked at like, that's really like, never gonna happen and you know people look at us like your expectations are too high you need to come down you need to meet somebody where they are and I feel like if you honestly do it God's way and you wait and you wait well and you wait with a pure heart's posture I do believe God is going to honor everything that you ask him for yeah so I don't mind waiting (laughs) yes I agree um I definitely had my um share of feeling like a little different in Um, just not normal because I see that the norm really is settling. The norm really has become, um, you know, settling in relationships. Maybe he has money, but he's not treating you well emotionally, or, you know, maybe he's a really handsome guy, but overall his character really sucks. And so, yes, it is very different to say, no, I have standards. I know who I am and I'm only going to be with someone who compliments who I am and who compliments my destiny. Um, so yes, it takes a lot of strength and commitment to be committed to your standards. And so ooh, let's talk about that, actually, because it's one thing to say, oh, I have standards. 
oh, I'm only going to um, entertain this certain type of guy, but that gets hard sometimes. So let's talk about how you have to really stay strong. You really have to stay committed to what you say you're going to allow in your life. I think for me, um, because I understand that I'm called to create legacy in my bloodline and I'm called to um, create a new system with marriages, create healthy marriages and um, show the children and the teenagers and the young adults that are coming behind me in my bloodline that this is the way walk in it. And so for me, Nia, after I ended my relationship um, at the end of 2018, going into 2019, and I've been single since, I was just like, you know what, God, I could date, I could do it this way. I could waste my time. Time is our greatest commodity. We don't get that back. Or I can wait on you in a world where it's not popular to wait, in a world where it tells you it's better to just date anybody than just to continue living your life single. You may go, you may die single and all of this crazy stuff. I'm committed to my future. Yeah. I know that I will have kids one day and, and God prayerfully a daughter. And I want her to say, see, like my mommy did it this way. My daddy adores my mom. They have a healthy relationship. They have a healthy friendship. They have a healthy marriage excuse me. And so I want them to see that. And so for me, Nia, I don't mind declining a date. I don't mind telling somebody, no, I'm not going to sit and talk to you on the phone. What are we talking about? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, and so for me, you know, a lot of people's life is here, you know, especially as black women. And I really, this discourage, not discourages me. It upsets me sometimes when they tell you, Hey, you know, at this certain age, you need to be married by this certain age. You need to have kids by this certain age. You need to have this and that everybody's timeline is different. Mm -hmm. And I know God can redeem the time. And he, he, he's not, his life is not based around time. Ours is, but yeah. you know, is like a thousand a thousand one day and so for me I'm, I'm focused on the future and I understand what I'm called to create and what I'm called to build and I know the man that God has, has for me is going to complement my future mm -hmm. you don't date and date for now you date to marry for your future the one who you can do life with and do ministry with and 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 I want to enjoy my husband I don't want to date somebody and marry him and then 10 years later I'm like what was I thinking right. you know there are healthy marriages, people who have been married 50 years and are still best friends, still traveling the world, still loving on each other. And that's honestly what I desire, Nia. Yeah, that is so good. Um, I love how you said that it is your it is you keeping your future in mind that allows you to stay strong in this walk. And I definitely agree. Like, and this is not even to just relationships, but life in general, when you have a specific um, mindset for your future, you go about each day more purposely. You go about each decision more purposely. You go about life more purposely because you have a eternal um, perspective on life. And so I am just so glad to hear that you said that. I think that's amazing. And I really want young women to know that once you have it made up in your mind how you want your future to look like, and of course, we're talking about relationships, you have to take the steps. You have to make the decisions that are complementing the future you want to have. So if you want a quality husband, if you want a quality family, if you want a healthy, functioning, um, 
functional family, you have to then marry someone who has those same goals, who wants a healthy and functional family, who is emotionally intelligent, who is mentally stable and things of that sort. And so we can't say that we want something, but then we make the decision to have something else. And so I just love how you said that. Um, yes, that is so so, so amazing. One thing I know about Tiara, she is going to pray. She is going to cover young women. And so what would be some prayer points for a young woman that is desiring a man of quality, a man of God, a man that is going to respect her? I think first things first is seeing yourself the way God sees you. Um, and making sure that you are whole and healed, um, because I do know that God is not going to send somebody um, when you are not in a place of healed, whole and whole, being whole and healed. Um, and I think sometimes um, we talk about women being whole and women be being healed from things and childhood trauma in their past. Um, but men have to also be there as well. But I think for for young women, especially in our era, in this generation, because prayers are not the same. We're not praying the same prayers that they prayed 60 years ago. Yeah. Times changed tremendously. Mm -hmm. um, first things first is um, praying God's will. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when we understand God is so intentional about us, God ordained every single day of our life before there was any you will be intentional with praying God's will because he knows the way you should take. He knows the plans that he has for you. And we, we pray for a godly man, but we also want to pray that he is a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Praying that he loves his family. Mm -hmm. That's something that I'm extremely big on, Nia. How do you treat your mom? Right. If your mom is living, how do you treat your sisters? How do you treat um, we have to be very mindful and careful and being also discerning when you meet a man, pay attention to how he treats the one, the women in his family. It is very, it's very important that we do that because that's also a sign of how he's going to treat you. If he honors his mom, honor, honors his siblings, honor his, honors his aunts and grandmas, he's going to honor you. Um, another prayer is praying that he's a man that wants to build. Mm -hmm a man that is willing to work, a man that does not mind being that provider, being that protector, being the, the priest of your home, a man that um, is financially stable. And I know we live in a generation, everybody wants six figures and the, you know, the multi-million dollars, but you want a man that stewards money well. Yeah. You want a man that ties faithfully, knows what it means to sow. Um, and I'm really big on that, Nia, because if you don't want to give God what to do, if we're going to come together as husband and wife and you don't want to tithe, but I believe in the principle of tithing, we're going to clash. Yeah. God is not going to honor our home. He's not going to honor our finances. He's not going to honor whatever we put our hands to. Um, praying that he's a man that um, absolutely loves you, understands your heart understand your emotional needs, understand what child desire. Does he have a plan? That's something I've been praying for. Lord, send me a man with a plan mm -hmm. that knows what he wants. Three years from now, we have these conversations. When we get to know a man, what are you, what do you desire to, where do you desire to be a year from now? Mm 
And we have to attentively listen because men will tell on themselves, what are you seeing yourself three years from now? Where do you see us two years from now? Listen to these men because they are telling you everything you need to know. Um, a man that knows what he wants in life. I'm, I'm very intentional about asking men those kind of questions, Nia. Because as women, we are extra discerning and we know. And God reveals things yeah. to um, a man that wants a family. You know, yeah. sometimes I've even had people to tell me when they got into the marriage, the man decided he didn't want kids anymore. He never desired kids, but they never had the conversation in the beginning. Wow. These are questions that you ask in the beginning. So you know if this is something that I'm willing to pursue or this is not something that God wants for me. Um, a man that is gentle, um, we live in a world where there is this spirit of madmen. Mm. Um, we have to be very careful. Um, like I said, the spirit to be able to discern. Um, and we have to talk about this stuff because you have men that are angry, mm-hmm. bitter, um, unfortunately abusive, not just physically, emotionally, verbally. And so, um, like I said, when you pray, not just for a man of God, but you pray for a God, a man that's after God's own heart. And when you pray that prayer, God is not going to send you someone like that. Right. Um, and I'm always just intentional about praying for somebody. And my desire is I want somebody that's, that wants to travel the world. I don't want a man that wants to sit at home and do nothing all day. I want a man that is willing to date me yeah. and to love out loud and to respect me it is something about a man that can respect his woman and we're not just talking about emotionally respecting you but respecting you in your position respecting who you are in the kingdom respecting who you are in in your future home respecting who you are and what you can bring to the table um because you have a lot of men that are not respecting of women in their position and knowing that times have changed you have more Black women that are rising millionaires and billionaires and CEOs and business owners. And so those are some of the things that I would pray for. Yeah, I agree. I really loved how you touched on um, just angry men. And so how you said that a man after God's own heart is not going to be an angry man. He's not going to carry bitterness in his heart. He's not going to carry hatred and anger, and he's not going to abuse you in any way. And I think that's something to really point out, because, again, we see men that can provide but maybe they're not emotionally healthy. We see we see men that can provide, but maybe you know they're verbally abusive. And so we don't just want a man that has money and that can provide for our families, but we want a man that can really bring value to our full selves. And so I think that that's gonna take a man that is truly committed to being who he is called to be, um, that goes further than just how much money you know he brings home but it goes into his character, his prayer life, um, him being self-reflective, him being um, one who is accountable and has accountability partners to keep him growing. And so, yes, that is my prayer that all women get to experience. Like when I tell you, whoever is listening to this podcast, you do not have to settle, but it's one thing to know that you don't have to settle, but it's another thing to Grow up as a woman and be able to um, to be able to set the standard for yourself and show up as a woman that can complement the man of standards as well. 
And so, yes, it's not only our prayer that we find this worthy man or this valuable man, but it's also the prayer that we will be valuable women, that we will carry worth, that we will carry virtue, that we will complement um, the man that we desire. And so, Tiara, if you would be just so kind, so gracious to end this podcast with just saying a prayer for young women that may be struggling and knowing their worth, that may be struggling in their relationships because you know, they are settling or they don't know um, how to go about life with having standards. And so just for the young woman who is struggling right now and just may have identity issues and things of that sort that's just really allowing her to settle in her relationships, um, I would really appreciate if you would just pray for her. Absolutely. And I want to say something before I go into prayer. Um, I don't want y'all to just listen to this podcast, but I really want you to take it at face value, um, especially being a woman in a generation where you see people settling, you see people um, just accepting the bare minimum. You don't have to accept that. And no matter what kind of upbringing you had, no matter what kind of family you came from, no matter what you've put up with till today, you can change that. You have the power to change it. God um, has created you for such a time as this. There is a need for you and God has somebody set aside, especially for you. God said that it was not good for man to be alone. He said that he will find a help meet suitable. You are somebody's help meet. You are somebody's good thing. The Bible also declares he that finds a wife finds a good thing and establishes favor with the Lord. You are somebody's favor. And so you don't have to settle. You don't have to take what's offered just because it looks good does not mean it's good. You see, a lot of times we see fruit on the outside, it looks good, but on the inside, it's rotten and God does not want you to eat rotten fruit. So mm -hmm. Father God, thank you. Um, God, we thank you for Nia. God, we thank you for her obedience. God, we thank you for the time that she puts in to labor, to pour, to teach. God, to encourage women all around the world. God, we thank you for her, yes. Father God, we pray that you would give her everything that she has poured out on today. God, we pray right now that you would keep her covered. God, we thank you. God, for every listener, God, all around the world. God, we thank you for every woman. It does not matter the, the age. God, we're covering every woman who will listen to this podcast, God whether they're listening in their cars, in their homes, God, on the job, whether they're, they're listening with their friends, God. We pray right now, God, that you would meet them right where they are, Father God. You see them, God, you know them, God, you are in love with them, God. There is nothing that they can do or will do that will separate them from the love of God, God. But our prayer today, God, is that they will come to know their worth, God, and not only know their worth, but they will add tax, God. I pray that you will reveal to them who they are to you, how much of a giant they are to you, God, how much they are worthy to you, Father God. I pray right now, God, that you will call their self-esteem to rise. Father God, I pray right now that you would cause their confidence to arise. Father God, I pray that healing would take place, God, emotional healing, healing from their childhood, healing from failed relationships. Father God, in friendships, Father God, I pray that you will heal every wound. Father God, I pray that you will begin to do a surgery on their heart, Father God. I pray right now, God, that you would touch that place in them, Father God, that may be bitter, God, that may be carrying the offense, Father God 
that may not even want people to come in. God, they may have closed their heart due to failed love and God, just expectations of people that may have let them down. Father God, but I pray that they will come to know you. God, that you are not like man. God, that you will not fail them. God, that you will not disappoint them. God, that you will not drop them. God, that you will not let them down. Father God, I even pray right now, God, as they just say yes to you right where they are, Father God, that you will begin to pour out your spirit upon them, God, that you would just give them a tangible touch of your presence, God. Even right now, Father God, I call forth new divine healthy relationships and friendships, Father. God, you already know the plans that you have for your daughters that are listening. God, plans to prosper them and not to harm them. God, we call forth fruitful relationships, fruitful friendships, God, covenant relationships, God, covenant friendships in the name of Jesus, God. We pray right now, God, that you will begin to send the right people to their lives, God. We pray right now, God, that they will even open up their hearts to receive genuine love, pure love, love without motives, God. I pray right now, God, that you would just begin to touch them right where they are, Father God. I pray right now, God, that you will begin to let them see, God, what pure relationships will look like. God, I pray that they will experience your best from this day forth and for the rest of their lives in the name of Jesus. God, when it comes to relationship, Father God, we bind every counterfeit. We come against every decoy. God, I pray right now, God, that they will be wise as serpents and harmless as doves in the name of Jesus, God. I speak to their spirit, man, and I command it to arise. I pray that the scales will fall off their eyes, Father God, that they will be so discerning, God, where they will be able to see, God, the fruit of the spirit that is at work in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we give you glory for what is getting ready to happen. We seal it with prayer. We seal it with the blood of Jesus and we say it is so. It is so, oh my goodness, this was so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on this platform and just sharing your perspectives in regards to worth. I know that so many women will be blessed by this podcast. Yay. All right, ladies, I will talk to you all next week.